At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Carolyn Fortin. Say hello to everybody. Hi. And I have Crichton Hobbs, the director of The History That Haunts Us. Uh, hi. And you know what? I just got a notification on my iPad. It said, watch live. You are now live. So I'm here. You know, awesome. and I'm here with <laughs> the most wonderful. I know the notification just told me, <laughs> but uh, and I am so honored and happy to be here with I'm going to brag on you, Carol. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to try to I'm just going to brag on you for a minute to the most exceptional and phenomenal actress I have ever worked with in my career of movie like making. Thank you, Creighton. I appreciate that. No, and John. Ah, uh, well, I got to brag on you a little. And okay. John, I'm glad I'm here from my Italian brother from another mother, Mama. I'm sorry, but you are the you are the hostess with the mostest. So I am Thanks, happy man. to be here with me. It's a pleasure to have both of you here. I've been looking forward to this all week. And in case anybody's just tuning in, I'm actually interviewing them both for The History That Haunts Us. Carol played the character of Rag Kim, and then Crane is also the director for um, The History That Haunts Us as well. But welcome to the show, guys. It's always a pleasure. Um, but, Carol, let me just tell you this. I thought that you played Aunt Kim to a T, according to how I helped out with the script for The History That Haunts Us with Brighton. And I just want to say, I thought that you did an excellent job at giving that warmness to Aunt Kim and welcoming the main characters to her home and just sitting down and say, hey, look, you have some psychic abilities and everything. And, you know, let's have let's just talk about it. And I love that whole entire aspect. It made me feel like I was actually part of the family and wa watching this go down. But my question is this, though, how did you manage to get into the role of, of her, though. How did you manage to find your inner Aunt Kim? So I actually had three different means of it. Um, one was I've actually read, well, on her personal level, is I do not have, and I've mentioned this to Creighton before, I believe, I don't have a daughter or granddaughters or anything like that, but I have um, three nieces. And so... You know, I, I know how much I love them and care for them. And I also have an aunt who I feel like she's like a second mom or she considers me her daughter. So I tried to think of how warm and loving she is to me and how welcoming, you know, she is to me as um, niece, daughter. And we do call each other uh, mom, daughter, second mom, you know. And, and so that was a, a nice way to be able to relate to a role. Um to get into character for it. But then I also have read some material on, um, you know, different uh, medium uh, situations like Aunt Kim and her family have. So that actually helped me a lot too, to try to uh, put a personal spill on the uh, the character with some knowledge of, of their family history. I can definitely tell that you definitely put the emphasis on the character and made it personal to you to where you were able to bring that character out and flush her out a lot more and everything too. And I really liked it. I mean, I was very relatable, even in the script that Crying worked on and everything as well. Is for, her character is very relatable. And a matter of fact, I didn't feel like that I'm watching characters go into that door to see Aunt Kim. I felt like I was going into Aunt Kim's <laughs> home and being part of this family that has these psychic abilities and this woman who's having to deal with all the history of her past. And it's very moving and captivating and stuff like that, too. 
And I even told Brian this, this could even be part of the mental health kind of situation though, too, because you're dealing with so mm-hmm. much emotional stuff within the film itself. And that's something else I appreciate. Yeah. There's a horror aspect to it, but then you also have other things that's within the film itself that could actually good, be good for mental health, stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. But Another thing, too, is how long did you guys have to... Now, I know this part was not in the script or anything like that. There was actually a flashback scene within the movie itself. And I'm kind of curious, how did that come to be? And how many days of shooting did that take? And what was the transformation like for you, Carol, to actually have to go through that and find the other part of Aunt Kim that she doesn't really want anybody to know about? Hmm. Well, personally, I feel like Aunt Kim tried to, um, you know, rebuild her life, start over, so to speak. And um, I, I might be jumping the gun, but I felt like at the very during this movie, it, her um, it showed it showed that she overcame. It was always a struggle, and probably more than her her niece even realized or other people but um i felt like this was a great way for her her to redeem herself at the very i felt like this was a little bit story of a redemption in a way i could definitely Um, see the redemption aspect to it yeah Yeah. and and you know and it like comes into play too like you know aunt kim and the way Carol put it over and just sold the acting of it. Oh, my God. It was like she was like what a mama would do. You know, that's the way it came across. And, and I mean, it's just like, it, I mean, when we were shooting it, it was just kind of like I was like action, you know, sound rolling in action, and I would just let her go. And it was just phenomenal. It was like, God, I feel like I'm watching Shakespeare, you know? And it was that good. I mean. Well, a lot of that has to do, too, though, I, I feel with the writing, your writing, mm-hmm. directing, it was a great experience. You were amazing to work for, work with. Um, it was, that also helped me. I mean, that's going to help any actress, actor, so that's a great foundation yeah. to start with. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah. you know, I just want to say this. Brian is a great coach when it comes down to getting the best out of his actors and actresses, though, too. He'll yes. put you in a place that you know that is comfortable to the actor or actress to be oh, able to weird. give the best performance. And that is right. something that is rare with some directors right. because some directors have a way of making you feel maybe a little uncomfortable with some scenes, but... Brian makes you feel like you're at home to where you're yes. able to balance out everything. It's like, yeah. I can transform myself into this character without having to worry about anything. So, right. you know, that's something that I really did appreciate. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Going to make an Irish person blush here, man. That's not hard. But, Brian, how many days did that scene, like I said, that I, um, that I mentioned take? with that flashback scene of Aunt Kim, though. Was that challenging for you? The the scene where she's going back into her past life? The young Aunt Kim. The young Aunt Kim. Oh, the young Aunt Kim, that one. Um, Actually, it did not take me personally that long because one of those clips was stock footage. Right. It was kind of feeling. Yeah. And then I contacted a friend of mine that lives out in Las Vegas and I emailed him or sent him a message. And I was like, look, I'm looking for this. And I just I told him everything. And I was like, just I trust you. Shoot it. Send me the clips. And so sure enough, he found the. uh the, the young lady, you know, whoever she was, and she <laughs> stood out there, and then, the, you know, he got into the car and did the money thing, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it just worked yeah. out, you know. It worked out really well, to be honest with you, for it being stock footage and stuff like that. We were able to see everything and stuff like that. I, even though it was dark, some aspects of it was dark, but it gave us that 
lightness of New York and the city life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I really like that. But also, too, some movies where I notice, because I review movies, of course, but some movies that I noticed, though, they use the darkness too much and don't give us enough yeah. of what the character is actually doing. With you, you are able to go on ahead Give us some darkness, but also to give us some lightness to where we can see everything, making sure that the character is placed where she needs to be placed at, to see the struggles that Ed Kim is going with. And that's something that I do appreciate. It's not too dark. You're able to see everything in this movie. And even if in the woods, for instance, you're able to use the lighting as a way to do those scenes and stuff like that. And I was able to see everything in those scenes. It actually has like this campfire type of feel to it. And that's yeah. what I like about it. It's like a campfire story taken, and it goes back and forth. It has different layers to it that I really enjoyed with the film. Mm-hmm. So I just want to point that out, though, too. Um, but and, oh, I almost called you Aunt Kim. But, um, Carol, my question is this. Like, when, whenever you saw the script... What, what made you think, okay, this is the part that I want. This is where I need oh. to be at. Oh, boy. So when I submitted for to put in to see if I could get an audition, and then I got the audition and got my uh, breakdowns, you know, and every, everything, I, I, I did something I, I probably shouldn't do. I was just so excited. I could not take it. I wanted to be able to read the whole script so bad. I was just – it was probably a good six, five or six minutes. It was a pretty good – Bit mm-hmm. long edition, actually. And I wanted to know right then and there, I wanted to know what is the story? What is the story with Aunt Kim? And the part I auditioned uh, was where uh, Brian and Jennifer are coming into the home and um, I'm, I'm talking to them and greeting them. And then it, it did a few a little forward a little bit, but just enough to tweak my curiosity. And then I, I did a, I went in addition the second time for callback. And then when Creighton um, asked me if I was available one day and then he told me, that's when I, excuse me, I was excited yeah. that I, <laughs> that I, um, see, I did that again. I, right. <laughs> I, I, was, I got so excited. My dog started barking. They were downstairs. I thought I had everything yeah. put up. Well, now I just dropped my ear. But um, anyway, and I was so, so excited. So I got the script and um, I, I read it just straight from top to bottom. I didn't, I didn't do anything that day. I just read the script. I wanted to know I could not put it down literally. And I, I was, I was sold from the minute I got the edition and I could not mm-hmm. wait to. Oh yeah. You know what though? I, Great. How, did, how was the audition for you? Were you nervous? What was your expectations whenever you look at the audition part? So I was nervous and I was not born and raised in Mississippi, even though my mother is from Meridian, Mississippi, and I've lived here since 1998. So I needed to put a Southern, a more of a Southern dialect um, uh, accent with it. The first edition, I did it without the second edition. I did it with a little bit more. So, so a little bit nervous for that, but having a Southern mother and being my whole life, kids would say, Carolyn. You know, yeah. they would, they would be, uh, growing up in the north with my mother and her southern accent and everything. So that was really neat to, to work on that and then get ready for the addition. And I, I wanted to be able to do it well and do it naturally. But I was able to memorize pretty much the addition. And I wanted to also have the emotion with it, not just be able to. I know my acting coach has told me before, um, you know, it's not just about being uh, memorized. And that's great. But you have to have oh. the emotion. And I hope I we relay yeah. that when I did my edition. And um, so, yeah. And I, uh, I did so much so that I could probably still tell you a lot of my lines. I still woke up at night just thinking about them, you know, it can't, it can't, can't, can't so be cool. me for so long. That's great. <laughs> wow. My husband knows probably a lot of my lines. Cause I, I just yeah. became at him. And even now uh, when I see, you know, um, uh, Erica Green, James Keating, you know, it's like, Aunt Kim, my niece, my nephew. <laughs> it became a part of me, and now I have to remember. No, wait a minute. Now you know, I'm right. wrong, Aunt Kim, right. but I feel like exactly. I and you know what, though, Carol? Like you don't. This is a little bit inside baseball, but Brian sent me your audition tape, and he was like, "What do you think of her?" 
Yes. And matter of fact, we, there was like four other Aunt Kims. Like, mm-hmm. no, that one doesn't feel right to me. No. Then we get into your audition tape. I'm like, this is the Aunt Kim That's that I would want to go ahead and mm-hmm. sit down at the table and have coffee with. This is the one oh, that I want. I said, this is the one that you should get, is what I told him. And I yeah. said, another thing, too, is it was my idea to have the shirt that you're wearing in the movie because I was the like, plaid. for some yeah. reason, yeah, because I said this to him. I said, Southerners, we're good with flannel, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So <laughs> the flannel also describes the character. So I'm like, we need to go ahead. And I said, this is the Aunt Ken that you need. Because yeah. everybody else, like you said, Carol, uh, you can memorize lines. You can memorize mm-hmm. anything but if you don't project what you're believing, the fans are not going to believe it either. The yeah. people who watch the film are not going to believe it because you have to transform into that character. For example, uncle junior from the Sopranos, whenever he went first went into acting, he thought he was yeah. acting his butt off and everything because he was yelling. And the guy said, no, all you did was yell. You didn't change into the character. You're just playing your own self. Yeah. You need a lot more work than what you're thinking that you need. But what I'm going to say this, though, is you don't need any work, Carol. I mean, you're doing mm-hmm. a fantastic job. I thought you were Aunt Kim. Brilliant. From your past to the to the present and everything, to be honest with you, you did a phenomenal job at projecting that character onto the, from paper mm-hmm. onto the screen. Because sometimes what's written on paper can actually be hard to project on screen. You were able to do it, and you did a great yeah. job at it. Oh. I appreciate that so much. That means a Very lot welcome, to me right. to hear that. I mean, like... I've gotten feedback before, uh, you know, and that's typical when every time, anytime I've released something, you know, I always get feedback, but I always get like, there's general feedback. And then what I call my hardcore, my, my true feedbackers, you know, the ones that they can get straight up with me and they, they give me the truth of what the, what they're watching. And of course, they tell me a little this, a little that, and then I would always bring up to them, "What did you think about Aunt Kim?" And they would all say, every last one of them would say, "We love Aunt Kim." That's oh. what every last one of them they said, "We love Aunt Kim." And oh. then I would, yeah, I would never hear a harsh critic after that. So it's my go-to. What'd you think about Aunt Kim? <laughs> we love her, you know. <laughs> no, I'm the one pushing. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> so, my other, you're very welcome carol seriously you did a phenomenal job of course the job of the director is to bring the best out of his actors or actresses and Crichton did that with you he did that with the whole entire cast to be honest with you yes, did, it, yes. but my my other thing is this what's mo- the most craziest thing that happened on the set of the history that haunts us I know there has to be some type of craziness that went on, maybe some paranormal stuff, maybe some uh, laughs, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe anything that happened. That's what I was, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. So, mm, I guess there is something that happened. Okay. So yeah. I'm actually. Oh, I want Creighton to go first. Okay. I do have some things, but I want Creighton to uh, I know you had some I'll be bashful. You know you. <laughs> so the the weird thing, like, and I don't know why, I but it, it seems like paranormal activity or something would be going on when it was Carol and Erica, when them two would hang around each other and just you know talk or when we went shooting or whatever. It's like weird stuff would kind of happen. Like, for example, um, there was a pillow. This stupid thing, would, it was an American pillow, but the dumb pillow would just boop, fall over. Yeah. And it, poor Matthew, I would be like, the pillow fell over. He'd go and fix it. Right? And it'd <laughs> fall over again. I was like, Matthew, the pillow. he's like, who keeps knocking it over? I'm like, nobody. And he's no. like, he thought I was playing with him. And I was like, you don't believe me, do you? And I hit record. <laughs> And I recorded it, and it just whoop, it fell over. And he was like, "Man, I'm getting tired of this," you know. <laughs> so that was one thing. And like, I noticed too that like when we was setting up lights and you know all the gazillion little things you got to do before you hit record on the button yeah. the camera, like sometimes if somebody was holding a light fixture, it would. It, it would flicker. 
Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about, Carol? Yeah. Well, yes. Never... I'll let you go with that one. No. Oh, uh, so I have to tell you, can I go ahead and tell you, as mm-hmm. I was getting ready to come in here, and again, I'm not at my home in Tennessee, I'm in Mississippi, the light started to do that right before I came to sit down. All of a sudden, it was, is that, you know what I'm talking about, like I did on set, that noise, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, one light bulb burned out. I was like, did y'all see that? And then, of course, my family says, well, you are fixing to interview for the history that haunts. And I said, I cannot believe this. I literally cannot believe it. I know. I realized it was a light bulb that went out. But still, the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Just right. Like you were saying. So, and I have yeah. um, two witnesses to that. So I was like, it's not just me, like, thinking, okay. <laughs> but uh, what's one of your stories, though? Well, my stories from the from filming. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine is actually when I did a voiceover for it. Um, so you know the scene where Aunt Kim is uh, we're having a tea party with young Jennifer, and I'm uh, speaking to her. This is after. No, I'm, it's okay to talk about this. Sure, right? sure, sure. So yeah, okay. that'd be fine. This is after Aunt Kim is um, Jennifer's having a memory of me. She's. Re- playing a memory in her mind of when she was a little girl and I was having a tea party with her. And um, so it was a voiceover I was doing and I did it from my home in Tennessee. And we have a two story house was part of the upstairs is open. And I had my phone just sitting there, you know, just so I could do the audio to submit to Creighton. And I didn't know what happened at the time because, you know, I was just reading my lines and just trying to get my emotion into it. And, and so I was concentrating on that. So before I sent it to Creighton, I wanted to just, of course, listen, review it. I think I might have did two takes. I'm not really sure. But I wanted to, you know, get ready to submit it. And um, I don't know how to describe it, Creighton, but it was like an an orb. Yeah. Of some sort of an unoriginal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just traveled um, up kind of a door frame and, and went over by. And the significance of this actually is there's a painting I have up there that has a, a garden and a bench and so forth. And I bought that in memory of my grandmother who loved to garden and my dad who, who um, had a bench at my home um, when he used to come visit me. And so these, this painting was in memory of them. It means a lot to me. It's really special to me. And right. honestly, that actually ended up kind of going over in that direction. Mm-hmm. And that just, I had to watch it several times. And then I sent it to Creighton and I said, okay, you have to, are you seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> that was my experience. <laughs> That's pretty awesome though. It's like, you know, a member of your family is with you and they're, you know, that, that feels a lot more meaningful to be honest with you, mm-hmm. knowing that maybe something like that happening is someone that's close to you and just watching over you, helping and guiding you through the history that haunts us. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Another thing I was wondering about, though, too, is how did you know that you wanted to become an actress? What made you say, hey, look, this is what I want to do? Oh, boy. Oh, so um, I've been communicating a lot to with a lot of friends, reconnecting with a lot of friends. And one of my friends from childhood and I have uh, spoken and we, we keep planning. Um, we want to have a, a phone catch up. We grew up by each other. Um my mom saved these writings of mine. Ever since I was a little girl, I would, I also started, um, even though my degree is, um, is not in, I started out as a, a mass communications major. Okay. Um, my first couple of years of college. Well, anyway, I would write little commercials and then I would write little short stories. And then I was a bossy little girl. I think I'm very, I hope I'm not bossy anymore, but um, I would write little I would start these uh, commercials and little short stories. I would gather anybody that would do them with me, my sister, uh, my friends, and we would act them out. And then I told my mother, wow. I said, I'm going to go to California. I want to be an actress. And I would do my commercials. I'd get in front of that mirror. I would do it and I would do whatever. And then I said, no, maybe I want to be a writer and a, and a journalist. I wasn't really sure. So then I wrote for the uh, college newspaper, some, my, my first year of college. And, and then um, I felt a calling to do something different with, with um, and I switched majors and all that. And then I kind of let it go for a while. And then I decided to, I, want, I decided to go ahead and, and, and go back to my original dream. Wow. That's awesome, though, because, you know, I, I say go wherever your passion is. And if your passion mm-hmm. is acting, do acting. Because even if you're, let's say, for instance, that you like writing, but that's not your passion, you can people can tell mm-hmm. right off the bat 
if your writing is off a little bit and everything too, is like, I don't think your passion is this. I think your opportunity is in other areas aside from writing. And if that's acting great and you're doing a phenomenal job at this. And I'm just wondering, do you have any other future work um, that you're going to be doing uh, soon aside from what you did with Crichton? Um, I do have one. I will be filming uh, next Saturday, uh, Championship Christmas. Um, I will be filming mm. just a small. It's it's. Um, I have a small speaking role in that. So um, I'm very excited mm. about that. Um, actually, uh, it should come out before Christmas of, of this year. And so I'm looking forward to doing that. And then, and then from there, I'm opening up. I'm going to start just auditioning and uh, go from there. So. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that mm-hmm. you know, more doors are opening for you. I'm happy that your career is just taking off. That's just great yep. to hear. That but is. That, that, just keep that on plowing through it. You yeah. get this. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> what, uh, my question is for the both of you guys. What would you say was your favorite memory about working on this project. Ooh. <laughs> we both, ooh. You know. <laughs> uh, um, um, you want me to go first while you kind of? Sure. Okay, all right. Um, well, working with Carol, my favorite, my absolutely favorite thing is in her final scene, when she was with Tommy, right? And this is total 100% Carol, right? She looked at me and she said, Creighton, how about I just look up at Tommy and I smile? Like, as, you know, as in, you can, I want you to take me instead of my, you know, niece and nephew. That, and I thought to myself, my God, I'm talking to a genius. You know, that was... I just got goosebumps. Yeah, that was 100% Carol. And we we did it and she was she was like, "You want to do it again?" And I thought that was so good on the first take. Let's just do it again for the hell of it. You know, why not? You know, I mean, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that was just genius creativeness. And that is something I will never forget. That was just That's awesome so that good. you can do that in like one take. That's rare for something yeah. like that to happen. That's mu- that's real movie magic. That's also how you know you've got the right person to do the part that you want. Because mm-hmm. any other time, though, it might actually take a few tries with some of the ones, even if it's the right person or whatever. But when you have that dynamic, when you have that chemistry off the set and on the set, of something and you want them to perform a certain way and they knock it out of the park at that one try. Yeah. That's just fantastic. That's how mm-hmm. you know you have something. Oh man. Thank you. You know, I have to say like Creighton, you really, you laid the groundwork so well and the storyline oh. and he would tell, uh, he would tell me his concept and all uh, behind the writing and, and the story, kind of like you have up there now, the, the biography of the different characters and so forth. And so that, helped me greatly of course to to know or to you know uh what you were looking for right and so forth um but you made it so easy oh. by, by laying the, the groundwork for that so you know. oh thank you um, you know uh like me uh, with with it uh, you know the the character of aunt kim you know, I, I approach because I'm a big Game of Thrones person, Star Wars nerd. All right. Me too. Now I can relate. <laughs> okay. So the structure of both of those series, you've got your main actors, right? But you've got supporting actors and co stars. And without them, you know, the story just it can't hold the other actors up. You know what I'm saying? So I knew, I thought this movie like building a house. And Aunt Kim is the main beam structure. Because I knew that, yeah, I wanted that. I took an Alfred Hitchcock approach 
to where mm-hmm. I wanted to also direct the audience in a way, you know, to like, you know, this is our Aunt Kim. We love you, you know, that, <laughs> that type thing. And, but I also wanted to leave it Alfred Hitchcocky to say, you know what, in the history that haunts us too, I ain't done with Aunt Kim. You're really going to go down the rabbit hole, you know? <laughs> so, right. Whoa. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but you know, Crichton though, you are very talented at what you do. Oh, and, I, and you know what? I feel like so, I, I know we all as creators, we actually did an, we actually talked about what it's like to be with a creator or talking to someone that's a creator. We can be locked up into our own heads where you know, we care so much about a project to the point where we're self-doubting ourselves and stuff like right. that. But man, you need to give yourself seriously enough. You need to get a lot of praise for this for what you did. Uh, you did a uh, two and a half hour movie, and you're able to tell the story that you want to tell. No time was wasted. Everything was needed. Everything was told in the lenses of Crichton Hobbs. And. Nice. And I'm just being honest with you. Whenever I saw the movie and everything, I'm like, yeah. Even though I helped with the uh, screenplay editing and stuff like that, you managed to do some left. I'm glad that you know. I'm like, okay, I'm expecting something, and all of a sudden it turns into something else. I'm like, okay, I like where I like where this is going. I like I like the dynamic. I like the storytelling. Right. The storytelling is really good. You're able to tell some urban legends with some other stuff as well to tie it in and and by the time you're done watching this movie you feel filled you feel like you're not hungry anymore now you just have to digest the meal that you gave us and like you know what that was a good meal but uh it's time for me to take a nap now because (laughs) but also but also too you also left it to where we want seconds yeah everything too and my question is this Crichton is there plans for a part two. Now you don't have to say all. You don't have to give us details or anything like that. You can just say yes yep. or no, and that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, <laughs> actually, I I do want to give um, not spoilers, but no, I want to give uh, you know I want to give just a taste. Okay, because the movie's been out for you know a hot week, you know type thing. <laughs> and Carol, you're gonna love this. So there's been questions that I've been getting. Are we going to see Aunt Kim again? Yes, you are. In the second one, you're going to see. And you're not only going to see like you, Carol, but we're going to see young you. Oh, that will be awesome. More of a backstory. Um, Oh, I'm excited. I like that. And your 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 young you is going to have, let's just say, a intermingling with one of the characters that was in the first movie that nobody will expect it. I like that idea. Though to me again, Creighton, I'm already ready. Yeah, right. Just send me the script. I want to read it. Yeah. And you know what, though, I like that idea because of the fact that we have that little mystery element to it is like, how do these psychic abilities happen? We know that they've been carried through from generation to generation. Sometimes they might be skipped. But where's the layers? Where's the meat of this whole entire thing? And how does it all come together? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's something that I was wondering about. What, even Like I said, I might be attached to it, but it also made me start thinking. So, two, where Mm -hmm. was the history of Aunt Kim Mm -hmm. and the background story of her story? Because there has to be a reason why she went on this dark path uh, that we saw. And that's something I wanted to see more of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And put it like this. In the history that haunts us, too, your questions will be answered. But I'm going to leave you with more When's the third one coming out? You know, <laughs> it was more anxiety. Than yeah, the movie uh, already okay, like, I got you. <laughs> thank you for answering that. But oh man, now we got to go back to Google. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, I like the. You know what I like about your style, though. You have a very Hitchcock kind of feel, though. 
right. of storytelling. Thank you. Thank you. As rich, Thank you. organic, as original and authentic. Well, mm-hmm. That. Yeah. Thank you. That's something that I have to say. Oh, Your writing good. is very authentic. And you also leave us craving more, but at the same time, yeah. it's on that same level as Albert Hitchcock. Well, well, you know, and like with Carol, when we were shooting this movie, okay, I, I wanted to direct, but in such a way to where, okay, I wanted to bring it home. For example, this is an Alfred Hitchcock lesson. All right, so, and this is, you know, for you and everybody that's out there watching right now. So imagine, okay, Carol, you and John were at, I don't know, say Walmart or a store, and y'all just left from shopping, and you were walking to your car. You look to your right, and you see that there was a car accident, and there's a, a guy sitting there holding his arm, right? But you see somebody's called the ambulance, you know, and but you would look and say, oh, that poor guy, he's, he's hurt. And you would just walk onto your car, you know, because it's not that bad, right? It's just like, you know, poor dude, I hope he's all right. Because we're all human that we do it right right now change that stranger to say it was your brother see that's the how i changed it how i wanted to direct with carol and aunt kim i wanted it to make it feel like this is my sister this is my aunt this is my you know I wanted the audience to have that heartfelt connection. And, you know, honestly, Carol is so talented. She made my job easy. I was just like, I'm sitting up the camera and I'm hitting record (laughs) action. You know, (laughs) she just brought it home, you know. That's awesome, though. Seriously. Go on ahead, Carol. Sorry. Thank you. But you made that so, um, I appreciate that so much, Creighton. You're welcome. Still goes back to you as a director. And, and anytime I would um, say that to Creighton and all, and then he would say, oh, it's all about all of us and all of our success and it takes a village. And and you're very supportive of, of everybody that's been yeah. in the movie. And so um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it really is. It's just a uh, phenomenal, phenomenal casting crew. I mean, it just really is. It's just like, wow. Every single person. I, it's very rare um, to me to have so many people and then a chance to get to know uh, or not, to meet all the other actors and actresses and so many that were involved in the film and everything mm-hmm. and have such great experiences and positive experiences. You know, I. Yeah. I been, oh, I agree. Great experience. Oh. So. Oh, and I don't know, John, I'm going to tell you and everybody who's watching, and I'm going to tell you this, Carol, when we was, uh, the the scene where you was talking to uh, Jennifer, Erica, you know, um, when you were staring at the painting and she come in and you was like, oh, hey, okay, when y'all, we was doing take after take with that, Tommy was in the room, Tommy Wilson, uh, who plays the karaoke man. And when I yelled cut and I said, okay, we got, we got that scene done. That's a wrap on that scene. Do you remember this Tommy? He come up to you and he, and he was wearing the, uh, the overalls and he's like, look, he's like, I I got chills on my arms. That was so good. Do you remember him saying that? I do. I really do. Yes. Yes. That meant yes. Yes. That's awesome though. Yes. That's fantastic. That's how you know when you've got something extraordinary and special. When the other actors and actresses and whoever else is around is like, oh, my God, I think I need a nap because I'm fixing to cry or something. I don't know, you know. (laughs) And it's like, that's how, and it's like, you know what? If everybody here is feeling it, I think a stranger out there who would happen to say would be like, wow. You know, I think I can get, you know, this, I think they could, a stranger could feel that. Relate and feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really great. Um, I only have two more questions for you guys, and that's it. And, <laughs> but what I want to know is this, like, what, what is something that you can get young people 
involved in the art of acting and give them the advice that they need and everything for inspiration and to um, give them the courage to do what you guys are doing. You want to, yeah, you go, Carol. Yeah. Well, you, and you're referring to, to young people. And I think sometimes, obviously, as we, um, we grow and we, we you know, mature and, and all that, um, would be to not let, I know it's cliche or however you want to say it, but is to really and truly believe, believe in yourself. And there are going to be a lot of people. There were a lot of even when I was in college, starting out as a as journalism major. You know, my writing was critiqued in a different way. Like well, you mentioned that too. Not not everything is for everybody, you know. And but if you feel it in your heart and soul, and that is what you set your mind to do, you have to give one hundred and ten percent and and believe you can do it. Believe in yourself and take the nose and the others, or if it's uh, critiquing criticism. Yeah. And use it to grow and listen and learn. I know my acting coach has given me a lot of a critiquing and sometimes it's not pleasant to even hear those kind of things, but I've taken it and, uh, and, and tried, and I will continue to try to grow and, and, you know, use yeah. any and all advice. So I want them just to believe in themselves yeah. and don't take no as a no, as a final no, maybe for that opportunity, but every addition, every experience is going to lead them to that moment. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very, very well said. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Wow. I was like, golly, I hope someone's recording this, you know. <laughs> uh, I want to write that in my next movie. So, <laughs> um, well, with me, I would say just I would make it simple, honestly, to somebody who's young and says, I want to act, I would say, don't say I can't, say I can. Say, I can't do that part. No, say I can do that part. Don't say I can't make a movie. Say I can make a movie. Don't say I can't write that. I can write that. If you just change those little words up and put that into your mind and never give up and always just be determined and have that, you know, I'm going to do this thing. You know, this is what my passion is and this is what it is. You will get your part. You will find something that will make that dream get come true or get close to it. I mean, um, uh, prime example is right here. Carol. I mean, she, I'm telling you, there's some people that was born just to play a part. You ever heard that saying? You was mm-hmm. born to play this. In my eyes, yeah, this is just me, but in my mm-hmm. eyes, Carol was born to be Aunt Kim. Aunt Kim. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. And I yeah, appreciate um, that. And I, I appreciate welcome. giving the opportunity to, to be Aunt Kim. Oh, yeah. So, it's, yeah. All right. Good advice. Yeah, sure. Really good advice. Tinka can't to can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Take that negative, put it into a positive, and do what you need to do to do what you want. Because here's the thing: we only have one life to live. We yeah. have to live it to our fullest, and we have to do the best damn thing that we can do. And if you're That's passionate right. about it, go out, grind, continue doing what you're doing. Who cares about if nobody believes in you? Believe in yourself and. Find your inner self to be able to do it because, yeah. you know, doing my podcast and stuff like that, there's, it's hard to do, but guess what? I keep doing it every single day because that's how much I'm passionate about. If you guys are passionate about yeah. acting, directing anything, go out, reach for your dreams, reach for those goals that you don't think is possible right. and do what you guys need to do. And that's exactly what Carol's done. That's what Ryan has done. Mm. That's what I'm doing. Keep grinding, keep doing everything. And the word of cyber sales is a jungle in this habitat, but you have to keep on doing it. <laughs> so, Ooh. you know, well, I added the last part, but it is a jungle in this habitat, though. But, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I think that that was probably one of the best things that you guys can give somebody. But let's talk about the CGI, though. That's another thing I want to bring up. 
So use, uh, to be honest with you, use practical effects mixed in with CGI, which is something I really do appreciate and everything too, because I feel like there's an over-saturation when it comes down to CGI. Too much CGI takes me out of the, out of the movie, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But right. how were you able to find that balance of the CGI, and how was that CGI used in a way that you knew that you wanted to take that to the next level? Because I've seen most of your films and everything, but you went deep with this movie between the eyes turning black, between everything else you've done with the teasers and everything. You PR'd the crap out of this, and it's done, and you've done great with it. I'm Thank not going to lie. You've done a great mm-hmm. job with everything. But how? Tell me about the challenging things with the CGI. Tell us some behind the scenes yeah. stuff. That's what I want to know too. Okay, so I'm like you, John, and you know my my big lesson that I've always is I put myself in the audience position. What if I went to a movie theater, or if I was at home and I, you know, pay two ninety nine to watch this movie? And I saw really bad CGI stuff, you know, just constant, constant CGI, CGI, CGI. I would be like, yeah, oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? I would, I would be like, no, hold up. But if I saw practical stuff, maybe mixed in with a nice little bow on top of it, and it's really to the eye of the director. You know, how is it that you think this could balance? What could you do to make it look more real to that stranger that you're never going to see or meet in your life? You know, uh, that audience member. What is it that you think that the audience would like? And it's a judgment call. And you just kind of got to play with it. Now, like with Carol and the, um, like when she, <laughs> when it showed her, you know, and poor, poor Erica and Jennifer, you know, uh, you know, Erica had to cry, you know, and she saw Aunt Kim, you know, sitting in the chair. That's practical effects. That's total I practical. I saw that. And, it, you know, there was very minor little digital thingies you know what i'm talking about just yeah. little you know to make it like the skin blend you know better type yeah. thing yeah yeah just you use you know, it to your advantage i gotta say that yeah, you definitely but, used it when you had to and because i knew in this movie that was something that the audience i wanted them to see you know, it's like, oh my gosh, why did this happen to you? You know, <laughs> you know, why? You know that kind of thing, and and believe it or not, and Carol can elaborate on this. Playing dead, it's a little bit more difficult than you think. Yeah, I have to agree on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to agree on that. Yeah, and, and I, you know. You're so self-conscious about your breathing and just about making sure you're in the exact position, you're staying in that position and all. And I will say, Creighton, that when I was able to tell my, um, say, my acting coach or the, um, um, you know, other fellow um, people that I know from there, I heard that it's every actress's dream is to be able to have a... Had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, to have a grand death, you know, to have a memorable death. Yeah, that's right. And you want to make it, yeah. So, but yeah, you did. That's you did. Ba- you did balance it well, didn't he? With the most definitely. But anyways, that's going to be it as far as this interview goes. Uh, before we close out, is there any? Oh, hold on. There's also one thing I just remembered. Something I wanted to ask yeah. you real quick too before we close out. Is this, um, but on Amazon and everything? How's that going for you with it being released and everything? How's that going? As far as I know, it's doing great. I mean, Good. like there's just all kinds of people watching it. Um, uh, you know, in the film world, it's kind of like if the distributor they don't say anything to you, no news is good news. So that means right. people are watching it. 
That's great. And was yeah. I know that there was something else that you wanted to say though too before I asked you that question because I saw the mm-hmm. wheels turning a little bit. So right. Um, I also wanted to say this too. Um, you know, with Aunt Kim, her character. Okay, yes, it's a fictional character, but I did base it on some people or a person that I knew. And it was my godbrother, Roger, who helped me write this script. And he's no longer here with us, <laughs> but his ex-wife. And so, because her name was Kimberly. <laughs> so I took her, I took that name and I was like, well, uh, so it's like when we was filming this, I mean, there was times where I didn't even give direction. I mean, Carol just acted almost like the hand gestures and things like that. I just was like, you know, like, wow, my God. I it's like, this is making my job easier. You know, it was just natural. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that still has to go back to you though, laying the uh, groundwork and giving the background. And cause you know, you know, with aunt Kim, the character, I wanted there to be lovable, but a little quirky. So it's kind of like, you know, for example, James, who plays Brian, the nephew, right? Uh, you know, when when him and uh, um, Jennifer are in that bedroom and they're looking at that board and it's like, is this something that your Aunt Kim did? You know, it's like, yes. yeah, your Aunt Kim is something else, you know? <laughs> to me, that's like giving such a support to that character of like, yeah, she does some strange things sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And Brian even, or uh, one of them sitting at the car, did you understand anything? I think it was Erica. Yeah. Did you just said? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. So, you know, and like, I believe with just that beautiful marriage of having somebody that I was able to, you know, sprinkle a little real with the fictional character. We got a character in the history that haunts us that, hey, in Star Wars term, she's our Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's great. I'm, I'm yeah. really am happy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I, here's the thing. I'm happy the way that the film turned out. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the both of you. As a matter of fact, I'm happy for the whole entire cast and crew and behind the scenes and everything. Big congratulations for what you accomplished, right? And also Carol and also James, Erica, everyone involved. You guys yeah. did a great job. Even Karen, you guys did a great and awesome job. Keep up the great work with everything. Keep Thank on plowing you. through everything. You guys ha- you guys know what you want. Keep going for it. And you're going to wind up doing great things. Um, but, yeah, my question for you, though, Carol, is this. Where Do you have any social medias for people to follow you on or anything like that? Uh, right now, I just have my uh, private, you know, um, Instagram and Facebook. But I have actually been um, looking into starting my own um page as you know actress page yeah. for others to follow so that's something i've been looking into so i will have cool. to give y'all an update oh okay. i'll 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 like it i promise i will yeah. you know? <laughs> i'll follow it too that's, yeah i actually had yes thank you yeah. see uh, so- when you when you see your husband tonight, you're gonna be like, "Look, when I, I told you when I'm gonna start this page, you already got two people that said they're gonna." Like it. That's right. You know, <laughs> you see, you already you already in the game. You already have two, so that's yeah, all that's I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I have but, two. Uh, exactly. So, I know my uh, sister. I can talk her. <laughs> exactly. That's what we have to do. We have to support each other. That's the best thing about being yeah. in, in the indie world. We have to support one another. And have each other's back like family. So that's one of the best mm-hmm. things about doing indie projects. Yeah. You know? And to everybody in the live chat, awesome. I'm glad y'all are here. I don't even know who's all in there. I I, I glanced it's, at it first. Going this probably chat crazy. has been fire all night. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. This chat has been lively all night. I'm 
if I had some door prizes, I would give something away. But unfortunately, oh. I don't have anything up my sleeve at this moment because <laughs> digital codes and stuff like that is all at home, unfortunately. Uh, right. But there's always next time, though. But Brian, where can everybody follow you on your social medias if you want people to follow you and all that other good stuff? Um, just <laughs> God. Just, okay, just type in Google the history that haunts us, and you're good. You'll find okay. the page, and you'll find. It's easy. Yeah, that's the best simple way to put it. Type that in the history that haunts us, Google, and you'll I'll pop up right Perfect. there somewhere. <laughs> And All right. If, it, if so, it's somebody that doesn't look like Harry Potter and talks like Forrest Gump, that ain't me. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Harry Potter. A touch of, okay, so if I was ordering a Crane Hob special from Starbucks, so order a, <laughs> order a Harry Potter butter beer with a splash yeah. of Irish. Got it. Not a problem. Right. I got it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> See, this is what it was like on set with me. So <laughs> it really was. Yeah, you looked every day with me, so I can imagine right. what it was like on set. So there you go. It was awesome. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, guys, t- Sunday for me, I'm gonna be up early in the morning. This is my first morning show that I'm doing an uh, interview with somebody from Europe. Um, matter of fact, I did a review. It was for the Holly Shorts Film Festival. And they're getting nominated for Academy Awards and things like that. I was actually a part of that. And I'm actually talking to the independent director, Maria Brendel, who wrote and directed Alika Chu, Take and Run. Alika Chu is translated to Take and Run. And I'm going to be interviewing her for her indie project at 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time. So, yeah, I'm going to be... I'm going to be tired, but still it's going to be worth it because I'm going to have some fun. Oh, um, so exactly. Um, Monday, we have some other shows that we have planned out. I have to, a matter of fact, I have to give a Charlie on some of the shows and stuff like that. But if you guys want to just go ahead and follow me underneath movie lovers, TV lovers tonight on Facebook, and on Instagram, underneath that same brand name. And of course you guys can go ahead and follow me on Pinterest as well. Underneath that brand name as well. I also teamed up with Two Blur Girls Podcast, and we're doing a little charity with Children's of St. Jude's Hospital. Get Buy yourself a Cincy. The link is in the lo- link below. Five to $10 goes towards the Children's of St. Jude's Hospital. All proceeds go over to them, awesome. and the charity ends at the end of the month. Uh, another thing, too, is if you guys want to, you guys don't have to. I understand this pandemic has put holes in people's pockets and things like that, but if you choose to do so, just go on ahead and... Go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Donate five to ten dollars to us if you want to. Do it. Yeah. Basically, that just goes ahead and just keeps the lights here on at Movie Lovers Night to do some behind the scenes stuff. But you guys can't. I totally understand. But you know what, you guys can do to help me out. Just go on ahead, click that like button, click that sh- subscribe button, smash that uh, bell on the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new coming out. Matter of fact, in February we have a new segment coming out. I can't wait to. Tell you about that. And matter of fact, also too, next month, I also have someone from a TV show that is going to be on the air with me. Cool. And I'm going to be interviewing him, but you guys are going to have to find that out on, on cool. Sunday's show. But that's, I'm not giving out anything just like Frighten does. So I'm just yeah, giving I you know. a little bit yeah. of a taste. I know. I, I, I feel like a teacher. I've, I, Carol, I've taught him how to tease correctly. I you see know? That. See, I hey, see if that. I'm going to take lessons, I have to take from the best and I have to learn from the best. So uh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so another thing, too, is you guys can go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and get your audio only podcast of this show and many episodes that we do here at Movie Lovers Night, where you guys get your major podcast from. But go over to Good Pods. What's Good Pods? I'm glad that you guys asked. Good Pods is basically social media for podcasters. We get to interact with you. You can rate individual episodes and everything and tell us what you think of them and stuff like that. You can also give me a five star review. That would be helpful. But choose not to. That's okay, too. Just go ahead and chat it up with me inside the chats. And stuff like that, too. Another thing, too, is Spotify now has a thing where you can rank us over there. And also, too, on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts as well. So you can rate us over there. Rating us is another way of people, for people to go ahead and find us easier. So when you ranking us and rating us, that actually helps us. 
Now, another thing, too, is liking this video also helps us out too into the rankings yeah. as well. Um, another thing, if you want to, go ahead and follow me under, on TikTok under Nate Movie Lovers Unit Zero. I do some, video, some PR stuff from time to time on there. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and email me if you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show at movieloversunite at gmail.com. Yeah. That's everywhere that you guys can reach me at. I do appreciate everyone inside the live chat. You guys have been lively yeah. and awesome tonight. I do appreciate uh, that. I appreciate what, you, Carol. One yeah. question. Can I leave a voicemail on Good Pods like when you do a show? Actually, I have a link to Anchor where you can do that. Oh, okay. So I can call up the voicemail and I can be like, for the one who doesn't say his name, it's his <laughs> Harry Potter. I can leave a yeah. voicemail on my own sh- on the guest. So <laughs> if you choose to do so, right? I'll allow yeah. you to do that. Oh, and 150 points for Gryffindor, by the way. <laughs> but right. yes, you can do that. <laughs> so, so, anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for me to, for tonight and for my guests. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys have been awesome. Don't forget, check me out eight o'clock at, uh, Central Time in the morning time. And always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. Thank you. Yeah, You're thank very welcome. You. You're all are very welcome. Uh, have a great Carol night, everyone. It was wonderful. Yes, thank you. Uh.